0: yeah yeah it, it is Tuesday it's tuesday n- night again, and time for blog talk radio and we are so glad to be here tonight and so glad you are here with us and listening, whether you're listening uh right now or as a podcast uh we're 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 glad to have you with us. We have a wonderful guest uh tonight. We always do. And uh, but tonight we have um, my good friend Tommy Coombs of of the original band Love Song, going uh, going back to the early '70s. Uh, boy, such amazing memories. And uh, there was a there was just a unique sound about those guys that happened. That was um, totally well. It was just. Of the spirit, that's all I can say And uh, Kind of the sound of the Jesus movement uh, Like No one else had And uh, that was Love Song Tommy's gone on to do so many Different things We will be discussing that a little bit But uh, right now let's just Welcome to uh, The the Blog Talk Radio The Catch uh, our, Our good friend Tommy Coombs Welcome Tommy John it's nice to catch up with you and discuss what matters. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um you know I'm I'm thinking about uh I I I know we've talked about this before but I just think that that uh is remarkable to me about your early music with Love Song was the uh, the evangelistic thrust of that music but the sweetness of it it was you know it was not it, it, it was not hit anybody over the head it was uh, it was inviting it was uh, well welcome back is just the classic because it, it just it just reaches it reached out and pulled people in and I go you know whenever I hear that I go how did you know that you know, and uh, the only thing I can conclude is that um, that was the Holy Spirit. Is that uh, am I? The, is that the right answer, Tommy? Yes, yeah, that was actually a perfect description of the kind of the center, core, or essence of Love Songs music. It was very welcoming. I mean, it was a very contemporary. People ask me to describe it. I'd say, well. You right, and remember, this is the same time as Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, and the Beach Boys, and the mm-hmm. Beatles. Yeah, and you take those three bands and put them together, it's a lot like that. It was very relevant to the moment, but it was not finger pointing. It was very welcoming. I mean, it made you think. It, it, it allowed a yeah. listener to open up and go like, "Hey, wow, maybe I should listen to this." Um, and Chuck Derry was very, very gifted with words in some of those songs like Welcome Back and Feel the Love and things like this. Yeah. And I I wrote three or four or five or six, you know, like Cossack song. I'm more of the rock and roll guy. <laughs> and and but I wrote two bands yeah. too yeah. with, with my friend Chuck Butler. Yeah. But all of that, when I look back on it now and we were so young. It was just yeah the whole Jesus movement and the stuff that happened with you in second chapter act it was mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit like the Bible talks about, leading, directing, yeah. inspiring. And the thing that was, I think, part of the charm of it was we we were, at least for Love Song Guys, we were not church kids. And so right. God just gave us a new song like Psalm 40 talks about in the language that our culture could understand. And, I, you know, you look at—I mean, hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people gave their life to Christ. Some—some some of which your senior pastor is about to retire now. At this point, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I—you know—I I just think of the beauty of some of those lyrics, like, uh, 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 you're, "Listen to your heart." Um, don't uh, you know? Um, Oh, you're thinking about, I know, thinking I know about what you Jesus thought said. I'm thinking about well, welcome back. I'm thinking about, I know you thought you oh, could okay. turn your back and no one could look in your, uh, see in your mind, but I can see that you know better now. You never were the untruthful kind, and I'm so happy now to welcome you back. Tell me, I, I've never you know, heard I just, anything like that since. Nothing. No, I haven't either. That, that just gave me goosebumps, John, <laughs> because you know i i i I can be a critic of Christian music right in general and all forms yeah. cause I'm an artist and a producer i run a record label i still have i'm still a member of two bands and and it's it's like where's the inspiration like that nowadays and where's where yeah. where are the younger artists who- are connected to the culture and can speak the language and have that kind of inspiration and poetry and skill uh, to connect with our culture and to lead the church both. I mean, we could talk about both of those things, but it just gives me such goosebumps because it's like, I I, I guess where I'm going with this is I always thought when I hear a lot of Christian music, I don't hear good news. You know what I mean? I, and, <laughs> yeah. and so I'm thinking, yeah. I read, when I read the Bible, there's it's full of good news. Why doesn't Christian music sound like good news? And I, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not being overly critical. I think, I think we just, you know, we just have to, you know, be fair in our analysis. I think there's a lot of great stuff happening some of these younger artists are really starting to write some magnificent worship tunes. But what I'm not hearing is kind of what you just said about the welcome back call Mm -hmm. and and God's Mm -hmm. agenda Mm -hmm. has not changed. It has not changed. Seek and save the lost, you know? Yeah. Tommy, talk about that some more. I, I really want to hear some more about that because I, I do think we've gotten, you know, we've gotten so into worship music. Uh, that you know, we we've, we we moved away. That was the beauty of the Jesus movement. We were we were trying to save the world with our guitars. I mean, that was it. We were we were singing <laughs> to our culture, you know. And and uh, yeah, but but John, you know, the, the other part of that is when I they were like parallel streams, right from the very beginning. At least where I was, not in Orange County. New worship songs were being written at the same time as these evangelistic songs from the same people, because it was a life change. It was like going from mm. darkness to light, and th- things like "Seek ye first and "I love you Lord," were written by the same people who were you know in bands. And it was just their personal wow. expression of repentance and thankfulness. And so one of those rivers dried up. That's my point. If there was two parallel rivers, everybody went to the one and forgot about the other. Uh no the, you tell think me that's a fair comment which I think it's a fair but wait, tell me which uh, define those. Uh, what well, are the two they, rivers? You had, well you have the Jesus movement and all these young artists writing things like Larry Norman and in Love Song in the mm-hmm. second chapter, just trying to purposefully writing songs out of a number one burden of telling our culture and people our age we found the answer, and here's what it is. And at the mm-hmm. same time, mm-hmm. we're going to churches who are feeding us and helping us grow up in the Lord and we're learning the Word. And, I mean, for me personally, I was reading the book of Revelation for the first time, living in a school teacher's house where Love Song was brand new, and I wrote Holy, Holy, Holy. I just read the Scripture, and I just wrote Holy, 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 which was the first worship <laughs> song ever recorded by Maranatha Music. And Karen Lafferty, was out wow. doing evangelism, she wrote Seeky First. So one river is the powerful force of evangelism. The other river yeah. was new songs of adoration to the Lord that might not have been hymns, okay. but they were heart songs for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so we have now a, a definitely predominance of. That that second river you're talking about, at least in Christian music. And uh, how can yeah. how, how, what okay. we? What do we need? How can we? Are you spending any time? Do you get a chance to talk to younger musicians, uh, new people? Uh, can how can we inspire? You know, here at the catch, we just we always love to talk about. We're Christians in the marketplace. That, that's what we are, mm-hmm. and, and, and we need to speak yep. to that. And, uh, and, but we just don't seem to be really having music that's really speaking to that. Um, and I, I just wonder uh, I why would, that I is. I would agree. And I, hmm. Well, I think there's a couple of reasons. I, I think, as I used to run a record company, I know how the shift happened, <laughs> how, how part of it. I mean, the special dispensation from God was kind of over, and people just kind of went back to business. It was all about return on your investment and taking chances, and young mm-hmm. bands that mm-hmm. are touring, doing youth stuff only lasts five years, maybe seven years, and then it's another season of life for them. And in the beginning, you know, people were laughing about worship albums. Well, that's a joke. You guys are not in the record business. And then people started making a lot of money off of it. So that's one thing. Yeah. I I would also say that pastors, and I I don't mean to be critical because I love my pastor friends, but most of them do not know how to lead creative people. And my number one Mm. suggestion to them is do not dictate, ask questions. Mm. (laughs) So Mm. what leads me to, if you want to speak into somebody's life, you really, first of all, have to listen very carefully. And, oh boy! You know, uh, I I I just think people don't know how to speak English anymore. A lot of church people don't have non-Christian <laughs> friends. They, you know, they got troubled teenagers, maybe. But, but I I, I think yeah. if we can listen first of all and show that yeah. we care, but then the yeah. other thing might too, it might also be that nobody's talking about the things we're talking about today. Nobody sees that God's God's heart might literally be broken about this. We certainly see that our world is spiraling down very, very fast. And yet, you know, I, back to that central question, where are the artists that God has maybe prepared that's going to pop up and have a song that would have the impact, so. mm-hmm. a, a song that yeah. impacted us, like Bridge Over Troubled Waters? To me, I'm going to like, where are Christians who can write songs mm-hmm. like that? You know? Yeah. Are you, Carol King, yeah. you've got a friend and things like this. Where Where are those people? I don't know where they are but i but i like hanging with them i like hanging with these young artists mm-hmm. and they kind of i think i've learned that they enjoy having a big brother if that big brother's not finger finger pointing or criticizing I, I don't know how you feel mm. about that i think uh, um i i love that you have just brought up you know uh bridge of turbo waters and and uh, you've got a friend uh there are so many songs, um, you know. We're uh, we're going to be sharing with you a little bit tomorrow about um, about our our radio station, and and what yeah. There are so many songs that do that already, and they're secular songs, and it doesn't matter there. And, and especially if we could blend those with the songs, you know, that we are writing that that lead in a gentle way to Christ, uh, we could have a powerful tool, I think. Don't you? Yes. I. Yeah, Love Song was doing the concert way back in Austin, Texas, when there was almost riots going on. And at the end of the week, all these groups came inside with all the college students. And one of the other bands said, just in between songs, Jesus is the answer. And I was out by the soundboard and and some smarter, young kid said, what's the (laughs) question? And I thought, Oh, yeah, I love this guy. I love this guy. And maybe we should, you know, like what Bob Dylan did so well, he didn't provide all the answers. He asked Mm -hmm. a lot of questions and Jesus asked a lot of questions. There's a lot, a lot about his conversations. I, I find very mysterious and it certainly confused the disciples but I'll tell you two other things, three or four other people that I have so greatly admired for their courage, and, and I think it was their calling. I mean, jars of clay—they actually knew yes. our history, and they—they mm-hmm. they were focused on impacting their culture. Um, yes. Mary, Mary did that. Kurt Franklin did that, and one of my favorites is Switchfoot. And uh, yeah, their dad is a pastor with a PhD in psychology, but they've always had a focus on entering culture and not avoiding culture and been very strategic yeah. on writing songs that made people think and uh, touch the heart. So, I mean, I, and I applaud that. I just, I'm not aware. What is wrong that we don't have more people like that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I think part of it. Tommy, and you were saying this earlier, that, uh, at least as far as Christian music is concerned, it, it's, uh, has it not created, um, uh, its own, its, uh, its own audience, its own market. And, and, and it's separate from the rest of the world. It's, it's like, it's, it's a place where we go to feel comfort and, and, uh, assurance and 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 to to worship the lord but you were not but but who's making the connection between our faith and and the real world that we're living in which is a pretty scary place well i i would agree with you and all those things about comfort and you know we're we're surrounded by God's presence and we're a community of faith and we're building each other up. Those are all super essential and very biblical. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, I kind of wonder, John, I mean, this, this is great to have this conversation because I've got questions still too, right? So what if, if the funding for cutting edge Christian music used to be from the record companies and now that's gone for the most part, right? Uh, And, you know, and writers are not making much money from ASCAP and BI and c yeah. and, CSAC. and the church is saying, "Hey, we just need you to come over here and do worship." Who's going to fund this evangelist? Or is it going to be like yeah. we were, where we we weren't worried about that at all? We just got in a van and played three times a day to anybody <laughs> would listen. I don't, I just, you know, maybe you've you've tried to do nonprofit. Nonprofit work to encourage artists, so mm-hmm. am I, and it's very difficult. Most people don't understand the need for this, in my opinion, or understand why that would need to be financed, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, most most musicians, most musicians are not making much money, especially this year. So uh, these are these are problems I don't know we can solve, but I think it's great to talk about it and bring the conversation up. And I'll bet you there's a lot of people listening going, aha. Gosh, I'm glad these mm-hmm. guys are talking about this. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, the I think I think it's a time too where um don't you think that if we're really reaching into the culture we're probably not may, may not even be in Christian music, so to speak. But uh you know, just just be in music, period playing where the world well, listens to it. Yeah, and now, uh, that if you were in Europe as a as a Christian musician, you had to do that, because there was no subculture to support, you know, cont- there was not right, a contemporary right. Christian music sub-bubble, right? Americans yeah, yeah. created a, a big, gigantic sub-bubble. So other countries have had to do that, but it's... Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. It's like I know some of my artist friends don't like to be called a Christian musician. They like to be called a musician who yeah. is a Christian. In other words, let mm-hmm. your work speak and your faith speak without, uh, you know, having a, I don't know, a neon sign in your forehead. Uh, I'm a Christian, and I hope you're liking music, whether it's good or not. <laughs> you know, I, I, I tell me if you if you think this is true, if you've heard this too. Somewhere along the line somebody told me that Michelangelo said criticize by creation. Meaning if you don't like what you hmm. see, make something better. Ah. Ah. Beautiful. Wow. That's beautiful. And as a creative well, person, ha- I mean I, I I still think it starts with a song. Tommy, I'm looking, I'm thinking about your, your incredible career. I mean, all the things you've done, you've had your band, you've, you've, you're a songwriter, you, you're a producer, uh, you're a worship band leader. And, uh, you know, I just realized uh, just talking with you now that for 30 years, you've been, you've been pretty steady with uh, the Franklin Graham crusades providing the music for that with uh with the Tommy Coombs band. Uh and and, and and Tommy you've run a record company for heaven's sakes. You know? Um so with all of this, uh what's your favorite thing? <laughs> well, I, I there's two things. I I love writing songs. I I'm not super prolific. I'm very picky about every word. But I'm more passionate about it now than I've ever been. And I think during this COVID year, I finally finished mm-hmm. 10 or 12 that I thought were my best ideas. I'd like to do another solo album. I've only done one. But the other thing is, I, I would say it's 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 that two streams again, John. I want to I help the church be what it's supposed to be. I want to do my part in serving my brothers and sisters so that we grow up in the faith like Ephesians talk about. But the other mm-hmm. thing, the highlight of my life, besides my wife and my kids and my family, is standing on a stage and watching thousands of people give their life to Christ from all different cultures. I've seen, I mean, I've been, I've been in every country in Central and mm. South America. My band is sung in about 28 different languages then all over Africa and Asia and in a little bit in Europe. And to see these people where I'm, I'm like one of the only white people in the audience. And there's 50,000 Latinos bringing their kids up with their babies. Mm. The whole family's crying. That mm. to me is like, Oh my gosh. I, I never, when the Jesus movement was over, I personally never thought I would see that again, but it is still happening. It happened with promise keepers. Uh, as well. And the preaching of the great. gospel needs creative musical partners. You know what mm. that mean that try having a crusade or a church service yeah. with no music, see how that goes. but I do not I d I don't yeah. I don't know that many people are kind of mature in their understanding of how that partnership might work. I mean Billy Graham did it really well with Cliff Barrows and Bev Shea and his team of, of keyboard mm-hmm. players like mm-hmm. you, know, you know, that were just solid as a rock. They knew how to work together. Mm-hmm. and a lot of that was Cliff Barrows coordinating all that. But they right. stayed together for right. all those years And they knew how to serve each other And work with each other and flex with each other I long for that with churches And, I, and you know uh-huh. Louis Giglio has done it really well With passion with you know David Crowder and Chris, Chris Tomlin and these kind of people He's and, and and you know what that's done, John, too? It's made the music really purposeful and focused. And I could say the same thing about what Franklin Graham has done for my team of people. You're not confused. I'm not confused about what our role there is. And one time, just when mm. things were going really wrong with all the pre-music, he looked at me and said, look, at your job is if anything goes wrong before I get up to preach, your job is to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> but... But I'd like I, I like I, I like the tension mm-hmm. of here's our role. So you know, artists we want to be creative and we want all the options open so we have to make a decision. And I'm one of those. I I'm guilty. But when somebody gives me a clear focus, my decisions become mm-hmm. really focused and it releases that creative energy in a powerful way, in my opinion. That's been my experience. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that uh that our music as Christians can uh, become prophetic again, especially with the world the way it is right now. Would you like to see that? Yes, I, yeah, I would like to see it. I believe it's possible. Uh, and God may indeed be preparing some people. We have no idea who they are
1: to mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm.
0: And it, and, it, and it might come in a form I don't understand. Like to me, Lecrae, the rapper Lecrae from Atlanta, is one of my favorite guys. He's so street level. Um, Mm. and you know and and there's people like that that I really admire but there could be many more and their their art form might be a little bit foreign to us it might not be as musical but they might be reaching their culture in a very powerful way but boy they're going to have to be brave We we need them to be brave and focus and have something to say that's really compelling so yeah, let's let's. This yeah. is just to pray for that. I guess I I'm not seeing much of that yet. Well, John, I will say this. that I know our time is running short. Go go ahead, you go yeah. first. No, no, no. Go ahead, please. You had well, you had something in your in your mind right there. Well, there's been a lot of talk that I've heard the last. Three or four years About are we going to see another revival Or a people mm-hmm. movement Like the Jesus movement Soon And I think people mm-hmm. are really hungry For that, they're praying for that And I, I believe God's listening And I mean, you think about it, when the Jesus movement Happened, a lot of it was these hippie Unchurched kids that probably scared The church right. terribly Right? It wasn't a bunch <laughs> of conservatives So <laughs> this next movement by it might scare us a little bit, but, but I think when it happens, hmm. we're going to, we're going to recognize God's spirit in the middle of it, even if the form is different, but we should, we should be ready for that a little bit too, you know? <laughs> well, that's a good, I, I never even uh, thought about that in those terms, but I think you're right. And, uh, and and you know, it it'll be different. It 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 will definitely not be the same thing in the same way. Because uh yeah, the Holy Spirit doesn't just work that way. That's for sure. Well Well you know so before we get off the air here, I, I just wanted to uh say that you know, we, we love song, the band is still doing things and we're we've been cool. working on a documentary film that that covers the history of the band and the Jesus movement both. And if people want to great. know more about that they can go to LovesongtheBand dot com because we're we're trying to do some fundraising too. It's all filmed. We just need to spend a lot of money in four months editing it. But it's it's powerful. Some beautiful things with like Michael W. Smith involved great. and a lot of people were there. Even got Governor Huckabee to talk about his experience at Expo seventy two. So need your prayers huh. and support on that too. And um, but I think these things are Great. learning tools. When I became a new Christian, I didn't know the history of any revivals or things before me. And I, I yeah. think young people are really interested to hear the stories behind what happened. Yeah. And apply it to their yeah. generation. Well, that's what we're trying to do here, for sure. And uh, yeah, and we'll, we'll, we're 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 looking. We're we're excited about talking to you uh some more about that. Uh that'll be terrific. But uh I just think uh right now we just uh I, I love your heart for for evangelism and 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 that's a thing that uh uh that, that always always got me with that uh with the early love song music. I actually have thought that i i would love to teach a course or a seminar i could probably do a set do it in a seminar on on witnessing quote you know the old christian term witnessing yeah. from yeah from your from your songs and and it would be it would be so completely different than what people think and uh, and, and the way most people go about trying to share their faith. And uh, uh, that just as that's always impressed me. Uh, the way you guys started out, it was, uh, it was just, just beautiful. So I can't wait for this, uh, this movie. I'm excited. Oh, it was it, strong. But you know, John, I, I think, I think you should teach a college course on this too, because I've actually had mm-hmm. PhD professors who were head of theological seminaries telling me that musicians can say more in three minutes than they could spend a whole lifetime teaching. I actually had a professor tell me that about the song two hands. And I just, and this guy was approaching 80 and he was looking back and like, man, I wish I could do that. (laughs) There's something about music that just, it it opens the heart, the old fashioned way of just, you know, knocking on doors and, uh, doing it that way is is a, a bit harder, I think. I mean, it's not saying that it can't work, but, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we probably have to wrap this up, don't we, Johnny? <laughs> we do, uh, Any final words? You got any last last comments to leave us uh, as we think about being Christians well, I, in I, the marketplace? Well, I think we should use that term more and more, and encourage younger artists to think like that now trying to how, how to fund it is another story. I, I, but I've always believed, you know, follow your heart, follow in faith and whatever funding is needed or happening, God will provide. That's just the way i I've, yeah. I've functioned. And it's worked out all right. Now it's not, I'm not saying it's worked out great for everybody. And there's a lot of dangers involved in trying to do this. You mean you have to have your mm-hmm. life intact. I'm, we've seen a lot of casualties, but we, but we need to have these talks, and I applaud what you're doing, John. You've always had this mindset, and uh, mm-hmm. yet perhaps we're just the big brothers who are, have a little bit of wisdom and over a cup of coffee with some young yeah. artists that will take that advice to heart. Yeah.: I hope so. That's what we're trying to do. That's great. Tommy, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for taking some time with us this evening. I appreciate it, and uh, Lord bless you and all you do. You, well, thanks, John. Let's do chapter two sometime. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, one more time. What <laughs> Love everybody. What was the website? What was the website for the movie? Real quick. Lovesongtheband.com dot com, and in the movie, will come up right, and I think the five minute trailer is also there. Oh, great! Lovesongtheband Theband.com dot com, right? Yep, yep. That's it. Perfect. Yes, sir. Okay, okay, Tommy. God bless you and your family. Thanks, John. Talk soon. And we'll talk to you soon. You too. Yep. All right, bye. Fantastic. Bye bye. Well, there you go, bye. folks. That was uh, that was Tommy Coombs' love song. Uh, Tommy is uh, in his band. Also, travel with Franklin Graham, doing uh, his crusades all over the world. Been doing that for thirty years. You know that? I bet you didn't know that I didn't know that Oh boy We learn a lot here At Block Talk Radio Don't we? Join us next week It's going to be just as good So hang in there God bless you Get a heart for the world And boy Listen to these guys And the way they did it They did it in such a sweet Gentle way I believe that's the way God wants us, to bring people to him. God bless you. Take care. See you soon. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?